from Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage. If you've got a bee in your bonnet, don't put it in a cage. Get some wicker, man. It was nominated for Worst Picture, Worst Actor, Worst Remake slash Ripoff, and Worst mm. Screenplay. But my favorite that it was nominated for was for Worst Screen Couple for Nicolas Cage in his bear outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds of movies are released every year. Some are good. Some are great. And many of them are really, really bad. We seek out those rare gems that are so bad, they're actually good. At least when you watch them with friends. Sit back and laugh with us as we share our completely unqualified reviews of some of the worst films of our lifetimes. This is Bad Movies, Worst Reviews. Bad Movies, Worst Reviews. Bad Movies, Worst Reviews. Okay, we just finished watching uh, Wicker Man, the 2006 version. I'm Ben. I'm Buford. I'm Bracken. And I'm Nate. And I'm Danny. Producer uh, Danny over there in the corner. Producer Danny. So yeah. I was thinking about it. All right. So uh, I want to start just before we even get into anything. I want to give an overview of the plot, okay? So the plot in, in basic terms is Nicolas Cage is a cop who finds out that his friend has a daughter who's missing on some mysterious island. He goes on to the island to look for the daughter. Nobody knows about the daughter. And then uh, it turns out that it's a cult. And or and then he becomes a sacrifice. And that's the plot. Um, Dude, spoiler Okay, thanks alert. for joining us. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> Get your EpiPens ready, kids. <laughs> So this is a remake. I yes. mean, maybe we should probably start off with the production a little bit. This was a, originally a British uh, horror movie mm-hmm. um, in 1973. which starred... Uh, Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee, the great Christopher Lee. Yep. And uh, I have not seen it and had not seen this movie before. This was kind of new to me. Yeah. So I, I watched the uh, original today before we saw this, just so I had some context. And uh, the original movie is... Um, uh, it is not a bad movie. Some people really love it. Uh, it's really highly uh, acclaimed. Um, and it certainly made a lot more sense than this movie. And it was a lot more enjoyable. Um, there were uh, a lot of things that were very different in this version from the original. So, But yet a lot of things that were the same from, yes. what, I read, from what I read. Yes, like... 80% right. of the dialogue was identical, <laughs> Yes, but in different contexts. So, so was there a wicker man in both? There was a wicker man in both, yeah. The, um, one of the main differences is uh, in the first one, you kind of feel bad for the cop. In this one, uh, you're kind of happy that he's the sacrifice. <laughs> he's not like, well, you root for him for a couple times at the end of the movie. That's when right. When he finally just rages out and starts... Yeah, I, I, I don't want to sound like 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 beating on women is okay, but it was very hilarious I mean, to see him like freak out all of a sudden and just start punching out all the women. Yeah, I mean they were kind of they were stringing him along for so long and just like leading him. Yeah, anyway, that doesn't justify hitting women, but absolutely not. <laughs> or hitting anyone, really. or hitting yeah, anyone. But, yeah. yeah. 
You didn't care. I didn't care. But the movie was character. so slow until that part that it was like, oh, something is happening. Well, yeah. I need some action. Nicholas yeah. Cage can be so likable and endearing mm-hmm. in, in several movies that he's been in, but in this one, you're just not really feeling it for him or any of the characters, really. You weren't connecting with anybody. No. I yeah. got a little bit excited because he was a highway patrolman. A little bit excited because he's in the cafe and he's wearing like his leather jacket for uh, as his police officer. And I was like, oh, I'm getting some real uh, Johnny Blaze vibes from, yeah. from Ghost Rider. That, that lasted about a second. About as long as it took me to say it. And yeah. Then it, was, then it was over. <laughs> well, and also when like he's kicking in the, the car windows and everything's on fire. Yeah. I held out a small hope it was going to turn into a totally different movie. Right. Yeah. I mean. He doesn't become a superhero. Yeah. It very, very closely could have been uh, the Ghost Rider origin story. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this opening scene before the op- the title of the movie, and he's a cop, and he he picks up a doll on the road, and he goes and brings the doll to the that fell out of the car to, to this uh, car. He pulls over. You know, he's on a he's a police officer, and he's on a motorcycle, and it's the it's this inciting traumatic experience that. The, the car gets hit by a car or a big by on a truck, truck. Yeah. and it starts to be on fire and the, there's pretty much an explosion. He gets thrown from the car and this uh, mother and daughter are, are supposedly killed, but they, they are, we're told later that they have disappeared. Yeah. They and never so, found their bodies. Found the bodies. So he's kind of tra- traumatized, the traumatized cop uh, scenario. Uh, and it gives then, him the time off that he needs to go to this, uh, yeah. And somehow um, earns him a commendation right, and maybe an yes. opening to become a, a detective. Yeah. <laughs> For the highway patrol. Uh, they didn't mention the fact that I'm pretty sure that he's the one who caused the semi to go off the road. Because, That's not clear in the beginning at all. No. I mean, the kid yeah. throws their little doll out the window into the middle of the highway. So he walks out onto this road and he's reaching down to pick it up. And later on, we see in a flashback yeah. that what happened is the semi comes swerves barreling down the him. road, swerves to miss him, takes out the station wagon with the mother and daughter. In yeah, it. he never looks to see if there's any traffic coming on right. either way. He just kind of walks over and gets it. And that little girl is such a brat to throw the, the doll. Yeah. I mean, you just don't really like there's anybody. There's no one likable no. in the movie. Yeah, no. there's nothing. Actually, I say the two likable people are the other cop and the waitress at the diner. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. true. That's because true. you only see them for a second. Yeah. And well, you, you see the other cop when he brings the letter to him, but it's like, yeah. But you only like them because they're barely in the movie. Even the other cop, the female cop who's like bringing him his consolation cards or whatever, like at any moment you expect her to like peel her face back and become one of like the Terminators because right. yeah. she was super rigid. Yeah. Delivery was super awkward. The whole conversation between the blonde cop who comes over to see if he's okay after his incident, hoping that he's not going to quit. It was like they each said one word, at, like back and forth, just. And then it left was it so hanging. Weird. Yeah. What a fun yeah. scene. I actually want to see that scene again because <laughs> she, yeah, she comes to the door and they just kind of, we're Looking. just all, yeah, it's the very beginning of the movie and we're just kind of, there's no, they're not talking and. They're just looking, and it's so awkward and <laughs> uncomfortable. And you're like, you know, there's some kind of chemistry there, and it's yeah. And it's the kind of like when salt is formed, you know, it explodes. That was, I even wrote that down in this little notebook. And I was like, about three minutes in, you have this really awkward, stilted, yeah, very slow conversation. It it was like a um, uh, Jared Hess movie. 
<laughs> you know, Napoleon Dynamite. But, I don't but, think they were trying. No, no, no and un, were, unintentionally. And like yeah, maybe yeah. he got his inspiration from this scene. Because <laughs> you know how the, the part of the jokes in his movie are just kind of the everyone is very awkward. Awkward, yeah. 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 Well, it was like she's coming over for a date, but he was grieving this traumatic experience. Yeah. So he was out of it, and she was kind of there to see how he's doing. And yeah, yeah. He's like, "You can leave. I don't need visitors." <laughs> I know. <laughs> so one of the things she does is she brings him a pile of mail that has come to the, uh, or it's like, "Get well" letters. You know, it's from people at the, on in the police department saying, "Hey, get better soon." You know. I mean, the car did blow up in his face, right? But um, one of the letters is a letter without a, name, without a stamp or a return address on it, and it's from his uh, ex-fiance. Who was not his girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty clear because uh, one of the cops says, Who is she, your girlfriend? No. Uh, no. 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 She, she might have been my fiance. Yeah, <laughs> she be was my fiance. Yeah, we used to be engaged. And right. in the letter, she says, "I live on this island. You probably never heard of it, but it's yeah. where I grew up." And we're like, "If she's your fiance, <laughs> and you've never heard of yeah. this island, yeah." And she read it. Read it. She wrote it in this like super fancy calligraphy on like homemade paper. Um. Anyway, it was it very out of place. With the nice return address. Well, there was a return, return address, address with the right. B. No, with the B. There was, there was no return stamp. address. It was just a stamp. A it was like their stamp. logo. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Like the logo and then like a beeswax stamp sealing. The and yeah. somehow he's able to, uh, excuse me, Google it yeah. and find out where this place is based on a logo. Like I don't know. He's a very good detective if he can find out exactly right. the small mm. island. We've got a commendation. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. They factored that into their grand plan. So the, the name of the island is Summer's Isle, or Summer's Isle. Um, but I think it's with an O, not like Summer, no, but like it's, it's Summer. No. Oh, is it not? <laughs> no. It's not, it's, it's not Summer? Dang no, it. Were, were, actually... they, were they all in the middle of this island? Was there a mid Summerville? I feel like I it was in the autumn. Was... <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. It seemed like... I'd heard it from you somewhere before. You feel like before. you've been here before. Yes. Like almost autumn. <laughs> somewhere between spring and so, fall. This movie is kind of the basis. I, I mean, it's Midsummer. if you've seen this horror movie. Yeah. It's the same plot. And Midsummer's done better. Yeah, it is but, much better. Uh, it is definitely the overarching story of this clan and this... Uh, different setting but it's the same thing yeah they're they're like uh grooming people to later come and become sacrifices to their uh annual rituals to their bee religion yeah so uh yeah nicholas cage decides hey I've got all this time off because of this tragic thing that happened to me. And I clearly have PTSD and hallucinations. Yeah. It's like, I really He need pops help. a ton of pills. Yeah. Uh, constantly. Yeah. It's like, never quite sure what pill, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't seem to work. Explained. No, because yeah. he's, he's always seeing a little girl get run over, which, by what looks like a train. Yeah. But it's obviously a semi but he's got ptsd he sees that a lot yeah it was interesting the first time they did it but it was done several times kept going it's kind of it's like yeah we get it he's traumatized by this it's always yeah it was really kind of 
Yeah. I don't think we needed the reminder, though. I yeah, mean, I know. It I was don't pretty, so. like, it's shock factor. I thought right. it was pretty good to, like, oh, hey, I'm having this nice conversation with this little family, and then wiped out. Yes. <laughs> right? Like, that yeah. was impactful. Yeah. With no pun intended, right. obviously. It was, <laughs> and it was a promising start. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's very slow. He gets, takes a airplane to the island. The guy grudgingly gives him a, a ride after he gives him like a hundred bucks, hundred bucks. Um, <laughs> and he shows up on the Island and the people are like, what are you doing here? This is a private Island. You're not supposed to be here. Um, <laughs> as, as they're holding a squirming bag, that's, that's dripping blood, bleeding, <laughs> which they, everybody's just like, Ooh, ee, yeah. and doesn't really address it. <laughs> they're like, do you want to see what's in it? And he's like, well, yeah. And then, what it like jerks or something yeah, and he's like and he jumps well, i guess i'm not gonna look at that now and right. walks away like nothing ever happened and they never say anything about it again <laughs> the rest just, of the movie. they all laugh because he kind of was squirmish and didn't, yeah yeah man up i mean lady in that, that leather apron you're like is she just like come from the the slaughterhouse right yeah what's going on here uh you know he he comes off really strong even from the beginning he's like i'm a cop yeah. I'm, I'm looking for a missing girl tell me where she is the best part is everybody in town this this is my favorite part nobody cares they're like this is washington you're a cop from california we don't care yeah and well so much of this movie makes no sense yeah. right like he's here he is on this island of people that are very secretive do not want visitors, mm-hmm. and he has an amazing amount of freedom to just go around. They just let him walk around, doing doing what he's doing, and uh... and they kind of just like they mess with him, you know. At first, he's like, "I'm here looking for this missing girl." Uh, the mother, her name is Willow. Do you know Willow? No, I don't know Willow. And he's like, "Are you sure you don't know Willow?" Oh yeah, I forgot about Willow. I know Willow. she was raised here and has lived here for 20 years oh that willow (laughs) but that's not her daughter we find through the course that he's uh, allergic to bee yep uh bites uh how how do we learn that because it's like he's got the most (laughs) so he he gets a room he he demands a room even though it's not really a hotel but they give him a room and and uh he leaves and comes back and discovers his luggage has been gone through and then he's uh, opens up and he's got an EpiPen for his bee He's bites. got a two-pack. Two, uh, a two-pack. We, we in... find that before. Remember, he kills a bee on the counter and oh, that's everyone right. in the room is shocked. Oh, yeah. and he does tell the, the matron at the, I guess not the hotel, but the bar uh, who gives him a drink that yeah. he is allergic to bees. Right. Uh, but this is like a bee colony. I mean, the the whole island, they're they're raising honey and this is like their theme. Uh-huh. And we discover... And he knew time, this from his Google search. Yeah, right? Yeah. He, yeah. he Googles it, and, and it, so why would he want to go to this island? He must really... Yeah. Like... Well, I feel he did prep, because he did have his EpiPens. Yeah, he did. That he had on him. Right. Yeah. His, and... his two-pack. Um, yeah. So this island, it's got... I mean, this is basically what they're farming, is honey, and they've got so many beehives. They're, they show fields of... Not really a lot of stuff for bees to pollinate, but there's just yeah, no flowers, just fields of you know <laughs> dead dead grass, grass, grass dead grass and some trees, dry you know, and, then, and all these tons and tons of bees, right? Yeah, uh, a lot of bees. And you in get a... the aerial view, and it's even set up in a honeycomb fashion. The, yeah. the trails but between the beehives. You don't even get that until like three quarters of the movie. That's right. right. There's like maybe three bees the entire yes, first three true. quarters of the movie. 
And then all of a sudden, there's bees everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I was a little disappointed because the very famous scene that everyone makes fun of, you can find on YouTube, was not in the version we watched. Yeah. It was so like a voiceover. The The version we watched was the theatrical release, which uh, was rated PG-13. The original cut was rated R, but the director wanted it to be available to a wider audience. So he cut out a bunch of the like graphic torture that happens to him at the end which includes the the bees the bees scene um and instead he subjected us to an outer and 45 minutes of torture right (laughs) we we hear some of the stuff off camera while there's like b-roll playing i was gonna say yeah we heard some of the audio of him screaming and whatnot over uh them marching him towards his death at the end so i i did see in the trivia that the theatrical release is the is the only time you see James Franco, who is at the end of the movie. That's right. Uh, so in the DVD cut, I guess he's not. Yeah, he's not in it. Which doesn't make any it. sense because of the way the movie ends. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess maybe it just ends with... It, it just... It yeah, just we don't see the six months later thing. Jason Ritter's also at the end. Yeah. I really... You know, this is an interesting cast. It's pretty... I mean, uh, they're real actors. Yeah. it's There's some pretty good names. Nicolas Cage, obviously, is the star. Uh, Ellen Burstyn is the um, matron, the, the cult the matron, queen. head the villain. Queen. She's she's the queen bee mm-hmm. of the of the island. Uh, Lily Sobieski, uh, who is you know you know from Never Been Kissed fame and um, who was quite famous in the early '90s and yeah. feel feel like she fell off the plate you know face of the planet. But uh, Frances Conroy was also an actress who I recognize. She was. She's been in over a hundred things. She's what, been, who was she in this? So she was, she uh, was the she was the no, she was the doctor. Oh, okay. Uh, and Doctor Moss. Doctor Moss. I remember yeah. her from uh, the Aviator because she played um, Catherine Hepburn's mother oh. in that, and she you, oh, you can wow. recognize her in a lot of other things. And then Molly Parker, who was the um, uh, sister Rose, she was the school teacher, mm-hmm. and. I recognized her from House of Cards, and she's also recently in Netflix's Lost in Space. Oh, okay. Uh, Diane Delano uh, was also in this, and she's the kind of face that you know her. You know You've her. Seen shows she's, with her in there. She plays that PE, she's you know, like teacher. The, yeah, the tough lunch lady or PE teacher. Yes, yeah. and she's been in, in everything from Nickelodeon of, or yeah. Disney Channel. Is she the proprietor? She is. She's yeah. the proprietor that that serves the drink to to Nicolas Cage, and she. Yeah. Uh, she takes one on the chin later in the, in yeah. the plot, uh, <laughs> literally. And uh, she's, you know, she, she's a great comedic friends. actress. They're, they're all a lot of good talent as yeah. far as acting go. I, I thought that was the really the strength of the movie. Which, but surprised me that all these people, well, especially Ellen Burstyn and Nick Cage were, well, not really surprised that Nick Cage is in a, <laughs> in a not so great movie. Yeah. His career is quite... Uh, uh, mixed. Checkered. It's a, yeah, it's a <laughs> mixed up and down. He's let's just put it that way. Taste in roles. Uh, yeah, right. But uh, some good names here and uh, good actors uh, is, on the whole. Is so. Willow that actress? Does she? She's been in some things. Um, I was looking it up because I recognize her. I think but she just I, does public speaking. I don't remember what. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a great this question. Is, yeah. This is like the best part of this film. Is, is and the, the worst. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The character Willow, uh, who is his ex-fiance, uh, and several times throughout the film, they meet up, and she's like, you got to help me. They're going to do something with my daughter. I really don't want them to do this. You know, you really, like, she's 
she really wants to find her daughter that's missing and she knows that they want to do something with her daughter and she doesn't want it to happen and she keeps trying to talk to him but she literally <laughs> never finishes a sentence she, it's a, yeah uh, we were joking because <laughs> we kept waiting we're like okay maybe it maybe it's like a uh, a dramatic pause right so like i i'll give you a couple of those but I think she had three sentences where she actually got to the punctuation in the entire movie. And it's right at the end, but she's right. like, we gotcha. Yeah, right. like, suddenly she can talk again. It was like, if, if that's how she talks, how did you get past a first date yeah. to go straight to and, fiance? And it's not even like she's being interrupted. It's like, she just stops talking. Yeah. Yeah. We have to. Which okay, it, so <laughs> it makes sense after you finish the movie, right? That she's like trying kinda. to give away too she's much. She's kind of not she's trying to give trying away to too lure much. Him along exactly. Right. She doesn't know what to say, but when you're watching the movie for the first time and you really only want to watch it once, yeah. it's so annoying because she's not giving you anything to further the plot along. Yeah, and it the scenes just continue to roll and roll and yeah. and it is pointless it's so frustrating so, and it's yeah. like let's just stop these conversations we don't need yep. to see these we're not learning anything nicholas cage so, is not learning anything it's not doing anything i, I want to know if i was alone when nicholas cage goes down into the locked old sepulcher yeah. or whatever yeah and then he goes under into the sub level that's full of water uh-huh. and then someone locks him in there like, I, I, was I the only one who was hoping that he would drown and the movie would be over? <laughs> yeah, no, you were <laughs> not were the like, only one. We're like, all right, and this it's is the like, end. Yeah. 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 It's their version of The Ring at the end. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a, I mean, that's a, like, uh, a piece that doesn't make any sense to the whole film. Somebody, he's in there looking for the girl. He's been lured down into this uh, chamber, this, like, cistern kind of thing, and he props the lid open so that he can get back out, goes down, he finds the girl's sweater, um, and then somebody, and we see that it's one of the beekeepers, shuts the door and puts a beam across it to lock him in there. Yet, his whole purpose of being there is to become the sacrifice in a ritual later on in the film. So why the heck are they trying to kill him? (laughs) Yeah, like, why are you locking him in this... They were trying to baptize and cleanse him for, oh, the, for the murder. And I felt yeah. like he wasn't really in any danger because we know he's going to get it by the bees, right? Because yeah. yeah. he's allergic to the bees. That's so right. Yeah. The bees are not going to be in the water. So, yeah. 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 It's just one of the many things that didn't make sense. The, and the other thing is like, so Sister Rose, she was the teacher, Sister yes. Rose. Yeah. So I think that that actress did a great job I, playing that character. I, yeah. she did, I liked her. I, yeah. I, I mean, she was... I mean, every character in this island is unlikable. Yeah. Even the yep. children. Right. And yeah, so, yeah. but of the unlikables, she was the most likable. Right. She's the one I got though. Like, yeah. I, you understand that she is playing a bit. She's yeah. like, I am purposely being obtuse yeah. and opaque right. in the way that I'm talking to you, and I'm talking in riddles. Yeah. To piss you and off. And laughing at you while I'm doing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She she nailed it. I don't think most of the other people did. No. Yeah. And for some reason, the men. Are their tongues it's, cut out? I, they never like really they explain were. it. They just yeah. kind of grunt. They, they don't kind ever of, talk. The, yeah. the queen kind of explains that they're it's the women that are in charge and yep. the men are it's there. It's a matriarchal to, society. Yes. Men and, are there to breed. And, and that's their only purpose. You kind of see and when a couple labor. times a man tries to communicate that they don't have the tongue 
to speak or yeah. it maybe it's been removed. Well, if you recall from Battlefield Earth, Johnny Goodboy Tyler, there's a lot of communication that happens with ooh ooh ah ah. Oh, and right. I feel yeah. like maybe a very Make rich some noise. male yeah. communication <laughs> right. it comes across if you're there long enough. Yeah, he just didn't have the patience. That's yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. He didn't go native. <laughs> yeah. So let me here. I got a few things. Another piece of trivia here. It uh, was nominated for five Razzies. Okay, it didn't win any of those, so it failed at that too. But um, <laughs> it, it was nominated for worst picture, worst actor, worst remake slash ripoff, and worst mm. screenplay. But my favorite that it was nominated for was for worst screen couple for Nicolas Cage in his bear outfit. <laughs> now, okay, again, I'm not condoning men hitting women or anybody really hitting anybody, but to see him just sort of like throw the like roughest right hook ever in a bear wearing, suit, wearing, yeah. that made the movie for me. <laughs> well, what's that girl's name, That the famous girl that kind of disappeared? Lily Sobieski. Yeah. And she comes out of the back room. So he he punches out the lunch lady yeah. Yeah. proprietor. And that's the first time we're like cheering for him, even though <laughs> we don't advocate violence. But like <laughs> But you you start to know they want something bad for him, right? Yeah. He's trying to escape. And it's more so we're feeling his bad. frustration coming out like finally Yeah. And finally something's happening. So he he lays her out with a haymaker. The the lady. Lily Lily Sobieski. Salil Fry, Moon Fry, or whatever it is. <laughs> she... What was her name in this? Do you guys remember? So everybody had a plant name. Yeah. Uh, it, was... oh, it doesn't matter. Th- okay. Mrs. Thistle? I don't Thistle. know. And, uh, she comes out she of She was like... Sister Honey. Oh. Honey, okay. She comes out That's of the back room. She's the honey pot. Oh. <laughs> well, she, at the end. Yeah. But she comes out and attacks him from behind, and he throws her yeah. over yes. his shoulder. <laughs> and then he kicks it. Then he, like... I don't know if he roundhouses her, kick. but he like, yeah. sidekicks her and then kicks her right in the face. Well, and it, it was awesome. The thing is, is you don't like anybody in this movie. And when we just keep saying that, it's like the, all the characters are so unlikable that you kind of want them to get some pain because yeah. they deserve it. And they're annoying to each other and to Nicolas Cage. And yeah. to us. And to us, yes. And so you kind of enjoy that the fact that they're finally getting their comeuppance. Uh I was really disappointed because Lily Sobieski really was in like three or four scenes. Right. right. Had nothing much to do. Wish she was in there, there was, more. Yeah, yeah. And could, could have had some kind of overarching significance or reason yeah. why she's in the movie. And was she, there oh, just wasn't on. any there purpose. Was, <laughs> she says that one line, when you leave here, will you take me with you? to Nicolas Cage early in the movie, just so she can say it again at the end to and James it can Franco. be some kind of but, shock value. But it's so yeah. frustrating because it's like, it doesn't even dumb. make sense. Yeah. Like right? he goes up and asks, do you know this girl shows her the picture of the little girl? And she just laughs. Yeah. And no follow-up questions from him. Yeah. And yeah. then and then they'll throw out these like things on like like on purpose to confuse him. Like she'll she'll be burned to death. Yeah. Like what did you say? I said she was burned to death. Yeah, right. And, yeah. Yeah, and so, so the film itself had a budget of forty million dollars, uh, which is decent for uh, you know a real production film. I would bet half of that went to Nicolas Cage, and, and the other half went the other to, half went the, to the rest man. of the production. Yeah, but it yeah. grossed twenty three million domestically. <laughs> that big old stuff. What did you that say? So the other half was to build the Wicker Man. <laughs> to build the Wicker Man, yes. <laughs> that they. <laughs> they <got me. laughs> That's right. We should at least say. 
It's called the Wicker Man because they build this giant Wicker Man statue out of wood mm-hmm. uh, and branches, and then they force Nicolas Cage. They get him all stung with bees, which we know because it's in the, in the extended version, which we've seen the clip from YouTube. Uh, oh, they break his legs or something? They break his knees so he can't run away. Uh, then they use the EpiPen on him right after the bees sting him because they say, we don't want him dying. So then they take him, they put him in the Wicker Man <laughs> inside it and then light it on fire and he burns to death. So what I found so interesting is, is he's on this island the whole time and you keep thinking, okay, he's looking for this missing girl. Uh-huh. Something bad's happening on this island. He's running around trying to annoy everyone. He's not ever nice. He's never nice to anybody. Yeah. But he's also never scared or nervous or worried that mm-hmm. something's going to happen to him. Yeah, uh, just which, in his hallucinations. Yeah. I, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's never concerned about that or that, you know, he, he seems to be able to handle himself because he's got a gun with him. But yet uh, he, he's not concerned. And so what I read from this uh, extracted scene is that he's yelling at the, at the people at the end, he doesn't understand why he's going to be sacrificed right. because he doesn't believe that they what they do. Yeah. So I guess that's the reason why he wasn't fra- afraid the whole time is that he figured he wasn't part of their their coven Since or whatever. Since he didn't believe in it, he yeah, was not so he, in any trouble. Exactly, right. but we didn't really hear that in the version that we, we so, got. and It was yeah. never conveyed. I, I will tell you that in the original, it's very clear. Um, first of all, the original has a lot of differences. There's no matriarchal society. It's the whole community is part of this um kind of earth they're like druids kind of thing right midsummer yeah it, it's a lot more like midsummer <laughs> um and but the cop in that is um he's a good man he's a good cop and he's a good christian like that's the that's the point of it and he throughout he he is just completely appalled at all of this pagan worship that's happening all around him yet he's still determined to find this missing girl. And he, he keeps kind of, uh, there are moments where he's like, oh, my religion is being just like, I cannot believe that these people are doing this. Don't they know that this is not Christianity and, and stuff? But then he's like, oh, but I have to be a good cop. And we, we learn in the original that the reason why he is chosen is because he represents the king of England because he worked he's a cop right he works for the government because he is innocent because he's a good Christian who has not been married yet so he's a virgin and he um, is trying to do good basically he's a good man all around right and um, he's also throughout the whole thing yelling and screaming I don't believe your religion this isn't you know I I'll be protected by Jesus Christ and and he goes into he's singing hymns as he's dying and stuff like that I mean it's very much a uh F you to paganism yeah basically is, is <laughs> what it is kind of right? a martyr maybe? Yeah. yeah yeah in fact they even call him a martyr they say we're gonna give you the best death he says I don't believe any of your stuff and they're like well then we're gonna give you the greatest gift because you'll get to be a martyr and uh all of that is very clear and very you're very sympathetic um with actually everyone in the original. <laughs> um, but then this one, it's almost like it's that, that problem where the people who are writing it know the whole story and uh, don't realize that they're telling parts of the story 
that they haven't told the rest of everyone else. And yep. so they're seeing connections. Like, I saw a lot more connections because I had seen that other movie that I'm like, yeah, you guys have no idea what's going on here because you haven't seen the original and they're just kind of, they're not assuming you've seen the original. They just don't realize that they're not telling the story well, you know, and it's, what a bad movie. <laughs> well, the one thing I did like was the matriarchal, I mean, maybe I'm the only one, but mm -hmm. I, that kind of seemed original to me or yeah. kind of different that different, I hadn't heard yeah. of. Yeah, so uh, the plausibility of it didn't seem quite to make sense, but yeah. Um, Ellen Burstyn brought what yeah. she could to it. And I have to say, she was qu very well lit and yes. uh, looked great for <laughs> Always, her age. Always, yes. <laughs> Always looked great. Mm -hmm. yep. But, uh, yeah. Especially so. in her football fan makeup at the end. Yeah. <laughs> She's got one That's half so of awesome. her face painted blue, <laughs> the other half painted white. Um, during the sacrifice, like she's cheering. Eyes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, for sure. So the women in this, maybe we could gear into the director. Okay. And talk a little bit about how the women were treated and yeah, yeah, and whatnot. I mean, this is this movie was directed by Neil Labute, Neil Labute, uh, who uh, became to fame with the movie In the Company of Men. Mm -hmm which is about um, Aaron Eckhart's... Uh, this was a Sundance movie that came out, and it was about um, a man... Um, it's a couple of men who take advantage of a deaf, a deaf girl. girl. <laughs> yeah. Who, so it makes your, you know, these very misogynistic men, and uh, it just... The themes of uh, women hating just mm -hmm. kind of really was eye-popping and very uh, controversial and kind of made uh, Neil Butte uh, a lot of fame because of yeah. that and kind of a standout at Sundance Film Festival. And then he did, uh, uh, after the, In the Company of Men, he did, I'm trying to think. I can't the, remember. Uh, <laughs> he had a follow-up, which was not as, as, as popular, but then he did um, Nurse Betty, which... Nurse Betty, which is different than anything. Absolutely different. That was kind of his commercial... Uh, uh, turn but uh this so he's kind of got a reputation for uh misogyny and uh i don't think this movie it didn't help kind of help re reputation right these women were not likable and then nope. uh nicholas cage took out how many i mean he punched he how punched many women? at least three at least three of them yeah and stole a child yeah and st <laughs> in I mean, a horse and a bear suit. But ultimately, it's his yeah. child. It is his right. child, that's true. Child but ultimately, the women right? are the, the villains, right? That's right. They're the, the, women the ones are the that are yeah. entrapping uh, this unsuspecting policeman. So his second movie was Your Friends and Neighbors, which was also um, fairly well received in independent film uh, circles. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, I don't have much more to say about this. Does anybody have anything else so, that they wanted to bring up? The only thing I want to mention, like, during the movie, I did not... Like, I think if we called it out, like, guys, I'm just not feeling this yes, movie, like, true. at all. Yeah. And it was just boring and yeah. unlikable. I Looking back now, since we're talking about it, I think they did a good job of making us feel Nicolas Cage's... Frustration. Character's frustration. Yeah. Looking at that now, I'm like, okay, if that was the goal, they did it. Because yeah. I was very frustrated. Like, we were all cheering when he finally is just like, had enough. Right. And again, we're not condoning was... hitting women. <laughs> but it was just to see him finally like, I've had enough. And I'm like, I need to get out of this place. Because we had all this pent up frustration the entire movie. Like, please, something happened. Yeah. 
But I wonder, are we feeling his frustration or just frustration in general? And it's like, come on, something happened. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, if right? it was on purpose, right. genius. <laughs> if it wasn't, which I don't think it was on right, purpose, yeah. screw I was, you. I was confused. It seemed like there was a lot of kind of like forced imagery or metaphors that yep. didn't make any sense. Yeah. Like bees, I, I knew had part, a big part of the theme. They called him the drone the when drone, they put him in the Wicker yeah. Man. Yeah. But I was just like, I'm like, well, the for one, like the that lady, even though there is that weird scene where we see her sitting and laying in that bed. Yeah, the the matriarch. The matriarch. Lady, yeah. I was like, she's not just eating royal jelly. She's not just popping kids out. She's yeah, not a right. bee. And uh, and it was just like, I was like, okay, the bees have got to mean something, right? But I don't know what it is, yeah. other than the obvious thing that he's allergic to them. I mean, there was the whole bee metaphor, right? She is the queen bee. She was always attended by a couple. Drones, drone whatever, women that don't really say anything. Yeah. They just kind of follow her around and look. Yeah, that pretty, was kind of weird. So yeah, I mean they played up the bee thing, but why? You know, yeah. like there's the bee imagery everywhere. There's the hexagons. There's the little the beehive, beehive. shapes and everything. And but that the, the guards of everyone are the beekeepers, like in their bee masks right. and stuff, and they're like watching over the men as they're working and stuff like i mean it looks like they're holding machine guns but they're just spray bee smokers yeah but then what did they look like they looked like jawas they did right? <laughs> i mean they had these kind of reddish brown hoods over their face with a black screen yeah. in front of it so you couldn't see their face so they looked like jawas yeah exactly yeah, yeah, that's like right. These little screens that are in front of our. They kind of look like Kenny from South Park. They right? did. That's even that's right? true too, because it was just like a. And they were about as vocal. Forward. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that Neil Abute, or maybe it was Nick Cage, said after the fact that they were trying to go for. Did you see this in, right? Yeah, it was an intentional. It was dark. intentionally a dark comedy. There is no way this was intentionally. No. <sighs> I mean, first of all, I want to say that if it was intended to be a dark comedy. It, it failed. failed. It failed, yeah. And yeah. Uh, if it was intended to be a completely serious film, uh, it also failed. It also failed. I well, mean, so let's talk about the music. Because okay. that was one thing that stood out early on. It was yeah. like, it was way played up. Yeah. Like, it was way more intense than what the scenes really called for. Mm-hmm. The, He's in the, the donut shop, and it's like... Rrr, rrr, yes, yeah, right. yeah, like, yeah. The a composer, full orchestra, everything is, like, hidden hard. Yeah, it was just so much... The composer is uh, Angelo Badalamenti, who uh, is best known, I think, for doing the uh, soundtrack to Twin Peaks. So it's kind of eerie, kind of intense, weird, strange music, right? He's worked with David Lynch a lot. Yes. I looked at his filmography, a lot of his movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And he thought he was working with David Lynch on this film, too, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, overly dramatic. Uh, yeah. Some of the cues were a little loud early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just yeah, it was not as bad as a talking cats. No. It was not as distracting. That's right. No, no. no, no, no the no, music no. got better as it went along. But yeah, it, it you certainly to forget was, about it. So set the tone that this was a serious movie, that this was a horror movie. Yeah. No, that we should be concerned that this was no <laughs> kind of wink to the camera. This was serious, and yeah. um, no, it was a dark comedy. <laughs> your your thing about being frustrated like maybe they were doing it on purpose you feel it if to me and with the hanging sentences the whole movie felt like a hanging sentence like with like what how willow spoke how it was so frustrating and there was like no 
conclusion or movement and so i mean the whole movie is like half-baked personified yeah Yeah, like all of the language was like half developed maybe they're always in the rough draft of the script yeah yeah what i found interesting i mentioned this i was just looking at the running times i mentioned Mm -hmm. this to you ben before we uh, started is that the original i think was an hour and 20 minutes hour and 25 and this movie was much you know like a good 20 25 minutes longer than the original and it really that didn't help it yeah so it i will tell you that i mean this is another thing that's weird like if you compare it with the original i felt like the original just like i feel like half of that movie is missing out of this film yet it was a shorter film so what the heck happened? Where did all that time go? I think so, what happened is their editor, instead of cutting out whole scenes, they just mm-hmm. cut a half out of every scene. <laughs> right. So just they're like, and yeah. pause for just a sec, and cut. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is exactly how it felt. <laughs> I, I think maybe the most frustrating thing for me is that the bad guys won. Mm-hmm. And while oh, yeah, you, could, you could argue that Dick Cage was also a bad guy, yeah. there's there no winner in... Right. There was, no, there was mm-hmm. really no protagonist, but... It doesn't have a happy ending like, necessarily. I'm, I'm sitting there like when he's cornered by them and he and they tell him what it is and he's got his gun, which nitpick here, but he checked his his clip before and, he left, and there were bullets in the clip. Yeah, and I'm you guys were there. I was yelling at the screen like shooter, shooter, just <laughs> yeah. take you got twelve, you yeah, got 12 they're, rounds. They're, just... they're circling him and they're enclosing, surrounding him, getting closer and closer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you got twelve rounds. <laughs> just take out as many people as you can. Yeah. Well, I mean, he 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 got more aggressive with that gun early on. Like he totally he like hijacked bike. that chick's bike. What, what's her sister Rose? Rose. Yeah. Points the gun at her, steals her bike, says like, "Keep your stupid mask," and then takes off with it. And I'm like, but now that he's surrounded by like a hundred of these crazy cult people, he doesn't want to just cut loose. Yeah, <laughs> that's so weird. All right, so. Would you recommend this movie? Would you? What do you guys think? I, I think this falls on the spectrum of one. I would never want to watch it again. Yeah. I don't know that I could watch this with friends, mm-hmm. and I don't know that I could tell somebody to be like, "Yeah, it's worth a watch." Yeah. Once, like, not even once. Like, watch yeah. the trailer on YouTube. You know the plot now. <laughs> yeah, I hope somebody has done a supercut of all of Willow's lines, so you could just see like yeah. to me really that is the best part is how she just finishes her sentences It'll, halfway through if there's a supercut on youtube i'm gonna look it up and that's the only thing worth watching it, it yeah if, if that exists it'll feel like somebody was like purposely trying to be a jerk right the, no that's how she <laughs> delivers all of her line all of half of her lines right. <laughs> i totally agree with you um biff and i would also say that i, I believe you mean buford I'm sorry. I thought you. I thought it was Biff. Don't even know your own. Uh, I, I much, <laughs> much like the movie, I have multiple personalities. <laughs> sorry, Buford. I would agree with you, but with that said, I still feel like on the spectrum, this this wasn't nearly as painful to watch as uh, Battlefield Earth. Right. So I mean, it wasn't nearly as painful, but we weren't laughing as much no. as we normally do, or mm-hmm. I find it was just kind of there it's even yeah. hard to find stuff to talk about <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's funny because i was just thinking like did this out battlefield earth battlefield earth oh yeah and i i guess i'm with you it's close it's a close second to me for bottom of the barrel agree yeah. like yeah it 
I really was hoping that he drowned and the movie just cut. Yeah. Because it was just, I was, I was, yeah, so bored. Nothing's happening. You got Willow with her stunted dialogue, which is funny, but yeah. like, not enough to carry the film. Well, and having seen Midsummer, yes. probably six to nine months ago, I don't remember when I right. watched it. I, I think, like, you could quote me, like, it was about 20 minutes in, I was like, oh, this is Midsummer, Right. But with bees. Yes. And I just kept waiting for it to, like, live up to Midsummer Because it does. It doesn't even come close. No. Yeah. Uh, you know, I agree with, uh, with Bracken on this one. I think that it's, well, I agree with everyone in that it's not worth watching. Don't, don't bother watching it. Um, I don't feel like it's Battlefield Earth level. But it's towards that end of the spectrum. Uh, it's certainly better than, or it's certainly worse than Solar Babies. Um, but I think it's better than Battlefield Earth. Still, anything in that general area, don't bother watching. But I would even say Battlefield Earth, we had more fun with. I know Bracken was right. miserable the whole time. But the rest of us, like at least in Battlefield Earth, we were having fun making fun yeah, of it. Yeah. Whereas this, I was just, just kind of miserable really the whole time. And like, yeah. it was boring and like just frustrated. Kept waiting <laughs> mm-hmm. for something, imp- you know, interesting to happen. Yeah. The torn out so, church was supposed to be significant somehow. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of yeah. just weird things that you're not really sure what they mean, what their point was. Uh, unexplained mysteries. I don't know. <laughs> Unsolved mysteries. Yeah. I, I think the whole film was written to set up the uh punch in the woman in the bear suit yeah and that's <laughs> and that was a good payoff it I was guess. so good <laughs> it was don't watch it yeah so Save that's yourself. wicker man don't watch it bye guys bye. see ya, see ya. Ugh, that was terrible. Can we fix that in post?